Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a few minutes long, a single story, just in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill those few minutes with some terrific storytelling. And we've got some for you today. Uh, You know, we drop a few of these bites each week in preparation for Thursdays, which is the day we drop our full hour-long episode filled with stories for you and your family. This Thursday, you're not going to want to miss Bill Harley and a story called Happy Birthday, Mrs. Nottingham, recorded live here in the Appleseed studio. It's an episode filled with stories about about the generation gap and about students and teachers, which is sometimes where we find some of the most humorous and tender manifestations of that generation gap. In the meantime, it's such a pleasure to be joined here in the studio by Brian Tanner, our producer. Brian, it's great to have you with me. Hey, it's fun to be here. And tell us what we're going to hear today. All right, Sam, today's story is a hoot. I'm going to tell you that. It is called The Red Mule. It comes from Michael Reno Harrell, and he's a North Carolina storyteller. He's just over the border there from uh, Tennessee. So if you like stories about wheeling and dealing, (laughs) this is is a fun one for you. (laughs) The Red Mule is the name of the story. Michael Reno Harrell, the storyteller, and we're really happy to bring it to you as today's Appleseed Bite. I was lucky enough that I grew up sort of on the cusp of the old ways and the new ways here in these mountains. When I was 10 years old, before we moved over to Tennessee and me and Billy Ray started all them adventures, when I was 10 years old, my best friend was Stover Mason. When I was 10, Stover was 80. Stover was 24 years old when the Wright brothers flew at Kitty Hawk. (laughs) And one night in 1969, me and Stover sat and watched television and watched the first man land on the moon. Now, how about that? You know, that's that generation. I mean, they're gone, but man alive, the things that they saw, you know. Now, Stover was... uh, He run the Candler sawmill for years until he was about, I think he's about 51, and he got appendicitis. Now, he had never been to a doctor, but he come in from work, and his fever was high, and his, oh, it was hurting so bad, and his wife said, Stover, you've got to go to the doctor. He said, I don't know about that. She said, look, look. She said, I've not asked you to do much in your life, she said, but I'm asking you this. For me, let's go over to Asheville and see a doctor. And so he went to Asheville, and his appendix had just ruptured when he got there. And they saved his life and sewed him up, and he stayed in the hospital 10 days. And for a man that grew up where he grew up, staying anywhere for 10 days inside was hard, you know. Well, he got ready to go home. The doctor come in there, and he said, Mr. Mason, he said, you can't go back to work for about a month. And Stover said, what? He said, I run a sawmill. He said, I've got 18 men waiting on me. He said, no, no. He said, if you get out there, and st- I know how you mountain men are. He said, you'll get out there and you'll bust them stitches loose inside of you and you'll die right there at the sawmill. He said, I want you to promise me that you will not go back to work until I tell you you can go back to work. 
And Stover's wife was standing there looking at him, you know. He said, all right, I'll not go back to work till you tell me I can go back to work. So he never went back to the doctor. <laughs> and he never went back to the sawmill either. Now, Stover had always been a trader, and he just went to trading full-time. Now, Stover's one of them people, if you had something that he thought he could make a dollar on, the next thing you knew, Stover had it, and you were glad. <laughs> you know? It's one of them deals. And I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be the best trader in the mountains of North Carolina. And so... I'd come over from, ten from Tennessee. We'd been over visiting some people, and I'd come back home. And Stover had just got a new little, he was a fox hunter, had just got a little jip dog, a little yellow female dog that he was real proud of. And, and uh, he'd brought it to, to show our neighbor, Sam Burton. And I saw Stover's old truck over there, and I went flying over there, you know, to look at his new dog. And I was bragging on his dog, and he said, he said, boy, he always called me, boy. <laughs> he said, boy. He said, I'm, I'm going to Kenton to mark the stock sale. He said, why don't you go with me? <laughs> oh, yeah, because this was a chance to sit at the feet of the master. Because this was in the days before flea markets, you know, when all the trading went on at the stock sale. You know, people had sheep and goats and chickens and rabbits and cows and horses and all kind of farm equipment and shotguns and pocket knives and just everything in the world to trade. And I thought, all right, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn something from Stover tomorrow. So he said, I'll pick you up here at six o'clock in the morning. At 4.30, I was standing on the side of the road waiting for him. <laughs> Had me two ham biscuits in my pocket and a Coca-Cola. I was ready to go, you know. Well, sure enough, six o'clock, here he coming in his old steak bed international truck. And he pulled up there and I climbed in. I said... Let's go to stock sale. He said, we've got to make a stop first. I said, where are we going to stop? He said, is there something up here i got to look at? We started off toward Canton out there, and he took a right and went up toward Pole Creek up there. And there at the foot of Hooker's Gap, he pulled up in this old man's yard, and there's a red mule standing in the lot up there. And the first thing I know, that red mule was in the back of the truck. <laughs> I swear to goodness, Stover didn't say two words to that man about the mule. They talked about fox hunting for about 30 minutes, and the next thing I knew, Stover was counting money in that man's hand, and that mule was already in the back of the truck. Stover, I watched him. He, he, had, his, he had his pocketbook. He, he called us a pocketbook. I said, ain't that a bill fold? He said, a lot of times you ain't got no bills to fold, but it's always a book, and you can always put it in your pocket. <laughs> And I watched you. He counted out $120 in that man's hand, and there was not a dollar bill left in that pocketbook when he put it back in the mower hall. Well, we started out, got over at Canton to the stockyard, backed up to a little mound of dirt and unloaded that mule and took a truck over and parked it, and he tied that mule to it. And four minutes later, a man counted out $178 in the Stover's hand and gave him an Iver Johnson 12-gauge shotgun for that mule in four minutes. 
I thought I need to get busy here, you know. I thought, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go down through here and look and see what what's going on. I'm gonna trade for something here, Stober. He said, Go get them, boy. <laughs> well, now I'd brought trade goods. I had three one dollar bills in this pocket, and I had a four dollar double X case stag handle pocket knife in this pocket that I'd bought when on my trip over to Marstown at Hass Hass and Hardware. I had that pocket knife and them three dollars and I couldn't wait to get rid of them, you know. <laughs> And I went walking down to the garden, and a man had Edsel station wagon with the tailgate down on it, and he had some old pulleys and ropes and stuff and a couple of plowshares, but he had a, a Zebco rod and reel fishing combination there. And when I saw it, I just went, I've got to have that. First mistake right there, you know, I've got to have that. That man just went, you do? <laughs> he said, how much money do you have? And I told him exactly, $3. <laughs> He said, no, no, no. He said, that's a $5 rod and reel right there. I couldn't take $3 for that. So I said, okay. So I walked back up to Stover's truck, and I had that fishing rod because I had given that man a $4 pocket knife and $3 for a $5 rod and reel. <laughs> Stover said, what you got there, boy? I said, I got me a fishing rod. He said, how'd you come out on it? I said, perfect. It was great. <laughs> we got home that evening. Stover let me out at the house. And he had $316 in his pocketbook. He had that 12-gauge Ivor Johnson double-barrel shotgun. He had a Sears and Roebuck rototiller with a brand new five horsepower motor on it. He had a double bedded axe and the same red mule. I've still got the dang fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Reno Harrell with a story called The Red Mule. And I've been listening to it not only with you, but with our producer, Dr. Brian Tanner. Brian, uh, uh, that story takes me back. Yeah. I just have to tell you. I, w when we were kids, we traded and we traded and we traded and we traded. We were awful at it. Mm -hmm. We always wanted to trade back as soon as we traded. <laughs> and you know, buyer's remorse. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and I, I have this, I have this memory of trading a Death Star Trooper action figure for an entire Tie Fighter. Uh -huh. I mean, who could pass that trade up, right? But five minutes later, I wanted the Death Star Trooper back. And mm -hmm. I went back to the kid who I had traded with, and he had lost the Death Star Trooper action figure to his fifth grade teacher. <laughs> and so I had to go back. I had to go to the fifth grade teacher to get the action figure back. And you had I, some explaining to I do. I had some explaining, and it was a horrible <laughs> experience, but this story takes me right back there in a way that I don't even mind going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of this poem I loved when I was a kid by Shel Silverstein mm -hmm. called Smart. And perhaps you're <laughs> familiar with this one. He the, the narrator starts off saying, my dad gave me a dollar bill because I'm as smart as son. 
And he proceeds to trade and trade and trade. And he's like, well, two quarters, two's more than one. So right, right. I got the good deal. And then he <laughs> trades it for three dimes, and then four nickels and five pennies. And there he is thinking he's so smart because yep. instead of just one object, he ended up with five. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not realizing he has been uh, he's been ripped off every right. stage of the way. That's yeah. right. I-, I think every one of us knows somebody who seems to be as successful at something that we want to be successful at at as Stover is. Yeah. Right? And uh-huh. we find ourselves hanging out of that fishing rod. Exactly. Know, for, yeah. for, for all we can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a terrific story. The hey, Red Mule. Hey, Sam, before we go, can I throw in a little teaser here for, for our Appleseed audience? <laughs> Absolutely. If you are a fan of stories with emergency appendectomies, <laughs> <laughs> we've been cooking up a little story for you. Probably won't hear it for a few more months, but just keep your ears open for that one. It's one of our one of these radio dramas that have been so fun for us to cook up in our secret lab. Exactly. And uh, there's a lot more, including an emergency appendectomy, as Brian <laughs> says, coming up in a future episode of The Apple Seed. Such a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining us for an Apple Seed Bite. Find us online at BYU Radio radio.org slash Appleseed, an archive there filled with episodes of this show. And of course, you can download the BYU Radio app for ways to listen to all of the great programs produced by BYU Radio. The Appleseed is pleased and proud to be part of that family of programs. And join us on Thursday for Bill Harley's terrific story, Happy Birthday, Mrs. Nottingham, recorded right here in the Appleseed studio in front of our terrific live studio audience. Thanks for joining us. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a bite! Brought to you by the Appleseed.